0: In this episode, we talk about where I started as a photographer, where I'm at now, and where I want to go in the future. Welcome to the first episode of the Let's Talk About Art podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? My name is Dylan McMaines, and welcome to my podcast. I've been a photographer for the last gosh what year is it now six years or so and in that time I've had a lot of really cool adventures and I've had a lot of really interesting experiences and I've always wanted a uh, a platform to be able to share those with people um, and I've found some ways to do that you know with with some instagram photos or uh, even a book I wrote but I've always had this idea of having a uh, having a podcast where I can sit down and just kind of tell some of these stories that I've I've accumulated over the past couple of years, and you know, it's just—it's really exciting uh, for me to be able to do that. So, in this um, inaugural episode of this, what I wanted to do is talk about, you know, where I started as a photographer, where I'm at now, and um, where my vision is looking in the in the future, where I want to be years down the road, or even you know, toward the the end of my life and end of my career with this. Um, kind of talking about where I'm, where I was, and where I want to go. With this podcast in general, I don't really have a whole lot of goals with it, honestly. I I really just want this to kind of be a a free-flowing, creative outlet without that many expectations of of anything. I just want it to be... Um, fairly lax and, and chill. So a little bit of info about me. I am, uh, at least at the time of recording this, I'm I'm 21 years old, born and raised in central New Mexico. Like I said, I've been doing photography since uh, mid to late 2014, um, but I got my first real camera and started really doing it in 2015, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a sec. But I've been doing it for a little while. I, I mainly do landscapes now, a little bit of travel adventure stuff, um, and that's really my, my bread and butter. I've tried... Uh, portrait work and I've tried like action sports work but it's never really it hasn't really piqued my interest as much as uh, landscape has so I've really stuck with that and I've really found a a true passion in it if you want to reach me on any of my socials you can check out my Instagram where I'm uh, most active at media. so you spell that m-c-m-a-i-n-s media um, Facebook page is going to be under the same name, and my YouTube channel will be under the uh, the same name as well. Uh, you can also head to my website, McMeansMedia.com, and you can find hot links to um, all of those pages down there. So, without further ado, let's let's just kind of get started. So, when I started photography, I did not have an actual camera. Camera, I just used my uh, my cell phone, which I think at the time was a Samsung Galaxy S3. I believe, you know, it was one of those little, it was one of the first like really thin phones. Uh, I never had an iPhone at that point. I had only done Androids and it was just the one that I had at the time. So I think in either September or October of 2014, my family and I took a trip down to uh, Florida to go visit like Disney World and Universal Studios and do all the the touristy stuff around there. And at that time I had started getting into Instagram a bit. Uh, I had started using Instagram not for photography purposes, but just for you know goofing off in I think eighth grade for me, which would have been 2012 or 2013, I believe. And so I had an Instagram and I of course just had all my uh, school friends following me, but I didn't have any kind of following beside that. As time went on, I enjoyed posting different things you know at, at the beginning of it, it was just like I said, really goofy stuff like there's there's one photo I posted on there to this day, still don't understand why I did it, where I took one of those extendable forks that you can get at, like, novelty stores, I put it next to a box of empty Tic Tacs, and took a photo of it and posted it. To this day, don't know why, it's still one of the weirdest things I've ever done, but it's where I was at. And as time progressed, I, I started, you know, curating a little bit more of what I was posting on there, and, uh, you know, every now and then i post, like, a flower photo that I took while walking in the... the river or something like that and people would like it but i never thought anything of it so fast forward to the trip in um in florida and we're walking around disney world and i see i'm pretty sure the first thing that really caught my eye was cinderella's castle because it's just you know it's one of those things that everybody knows about it's fairly aesthetic it looks cool so i just took my phone out and took a picture of it nothing special just you know regular portrait mode holding it up click no editing of course and i posted that to my instagram just saying you know some little caption And the response that I got on it from all my friends was actually really, really good, especially in comparison to everything that I had posted uh, before that. So after I posted that one, I kind of got a little excited, and that was at the beginning of that trip. And so as the trip went on, I think every single day I made it uh, a point to try and take one postable photo so it'd be stuff like there was a like a cool pirate ship on on one of the beaches that we visited when we went to epcot or to universal studios there were cool buildings that i took pictures of and I, I posted those and on every single one of them people really started to like it you know and i because people liked it and i got excited at them liking it i started thinking really quickly i started thinking much more carefully about how I was taking the photo and that's the moment that I started getting into like the photographer mindset which I had never really done before you know I was looking at different kinds of lines or shapes or textures cool colors um, my eye would catch some like cool contrast and tonality on some buildings and I would just find that interesting at the time I I couldn't really pinpoint why I was liking these things but now that you know it's been years um, since and I, I know a little bit about why those photos were kind of aesthetic i understand my interest toward them throughout this whole trip i just took photos like that and um and posted them and like i said the response was really really good and so after that um when i came back home i uh not too long after visited my aunt and uncle at their uh property somewhere else in town and they have a a bigger property where they have a bunch of really cool uh, cottonwood trees and and just some cool nature, if you will. And for a couple days while I was hanging out there, uh, visiting both them and my grandparents, I just walked around again, just with my cell phone and I started snapping extra little photos. Pretty quickly, I got interested in like macro style photography, you know, putting my camera really up close to something and focusing as closely as I could. I think I just was really drawn to the, to the depth that you can get in those photos, but I, I couldn't say for certain. But I would walk around this whole property and I would see these cool angles and these really cool textures and things, whether it was uh, the bark on one of those trees or um, kind of the fraying knots on uh, a rope swing that my cousins had, <coughs> stuff like that. And I just kept snapping photos. And as I got these photos and I started accumulating this uh, collection, I, I, of course, kept posting them more and more and more. And people just really ended up liking it. And so at that moment I had kind of figured out that I liked taking photos. I didn't know at the time if it was for the photos themselves or if it was because, you know, of the, the response that I was getting online, but there was there was something good happening there and I could I could really tell that. Like I said, this started in in like September, maybe October of twenty fourteen. And this cell phone slash macro photography interest lasted for a long time, probably until May of the of the next year, about maybe even a little later. And so I just took little snapshotty photos for that whole time. Then in the uh, very beginning of June of 2015, I was up in uh, Chama, New Mexico um, with my grandparents, which is a... Just a little mountain town right on the New Mexico-Colorado border. Gone there almost every summer since I was a little kid and uh, just for little camping trips. My birthday had just passed and so I had, you know, some extra birthday money and I was still definitely into taking photos, which I was still just doing with my phone. And I started talking to my mom a little bit about getting an actual camera because um, during the, the school year that I just passed, one of my best friends had bought an uh, entry-level Nikon DSLR. And she would bring it to campus, and uh, like we would just be sitting at lunch. She would take photos of everybody, and we would look at them, and like the quality was was really cool. I never really knew that something that simple would give you such quality. You know, well, now I know it's because of the bigger sensors and the nicer lenses and stuff like that. But it was just it was really really attractive. So I started looking on Amazon at the same camera that she had. And I was talking to my mom about it because she's the one who was handling all that money. I uh, I ended up pulling the trigger on it, so I got a Nikon D3300 camera, which is the entry level Nikon at the time. And with it, I got their kit, like 18 to 55 millimeter lens, and their uh, kit 55 to 200 millimeter lens, and then I got like a carrying bag with it. So that way, I didn't really know at the time, but that way I had some nice. Um, you know, sort of variability with what I could shoot. You know, I could go wide to pretty telephoto and I could be kind of creative with that. So I was going to be up in Chama for a little while longer. And I, you know, it's a very, very beautiful place, a lot of nice nature around there. And I really wanted to be able to utilize the camera while I was there. So we had it shipped to the post office up in town. And when I tell you that my I I could not wait for this camera to come in. I've seriously never been more excited for something to come in the mail and for me to be able to use something. One day, my my grandpa and I were driving back from a a little fishing trip to a nearby lake, and either my mom called me or she texted me and she said, hey, uh, I got confirmation that the the package was delivered. So we rushed over to the the post office because, of course, I was way too excited to not. You know, there it was. So for the next, I think I was up there for another week or two, Uh, i i had this really nice new camera to mess around with in this absolutely gorgeous area full of of wildlife you know there were foxes i don't know 20 30 feet away from our trailer there were big trees everywhere there were rivers there were lakes gorgeous sunsets of course and so i just had a lot a lot of fun it feels like (laughs) I, i remember i would take the camera out for a couple minutes and just experiment with it bring it back in set it on the table then after another 30 minutes I would pick it back up because I was too excited to to not touch it and go use it again. So I would just go in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, messing with, uh, messing with this camera. And I had so, so, so much fun with it. The really, really, really exciting part after that was um, getting able to try some astrophotography. So I had seen, because I was into photography for a little while prior to getting this camera... Um, I had, of course, seen really, really cool photos online just by looking stuff up. The first time I was exposed to astrophotography, you know, photos of the night sky or uh, of the Milky Way specifically, I was was blown away that you could take those photos. And so, as most beginner photographers do, I just Googled, you know, how to take pictures of the Milky Way. And I... Clicked on one of the first little tutorial sites that came up and it said, you know, get a tripod, which I, I thankfully had. I don't know why or how or where. You know, set the camera up, do this with the shutter speed, do this with the focusing, da 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 da, da. And so I uh, one night went out with my brother just right outside our trailer because there was no lights right outside of it. I pointed the camera up to the sky close to a tree where I, I uh, think the Milky Way was. I had him help me get the focus just right on the camera. And I hit the shutter button and waited a few seconds. And then when that shutter clicked again and the screen lit back up, I was I was so blown away and so excited at what I had just got. Now, by my standards now, it was not a good photo of the Milky Way. But at the time, knowing that I could could capture something like that was really, 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 really cool. And so that that first photo sparked one of my biggest interests in photography which I still have now and that's astrophotography getting to capture the night sky in the Milky Way has always been one of the most interesting things I've I've ever done so through the summer I would you know mess around with the camera a little bit more here and there but I, I hadn't gone on any uh, other big trips really like I did with Chama in early August or late July I forget which of that same year we took a uh, trip to eastern Massachusetts along the uh, Cape Cod and then into Boston. And I brought my camera along for that because I was. there's no way I wasn't going to when I was going out there. And I I took some photos of uh, lakes out there and uh, Red Sox games, stuff like that. Unfortunately, I have no clue where all those photos are today. I think I must have stored them on an old device and then that somehow got wiped. I'm not quite sure, but I don't have them anymore, sadly. But as time progressed and as I used this camera more, I really, really, really just got into it. I really did. And this interest only compounded upon itself. So for the next, gosh, I think it would have been a year and a half or so. I would I would take some some cool trips, and I'd bring this camera along with me. Um, you know, one of the bigger ones being a uh, a week long trip to Spain, where we visited Barcelona for a few days and then um, Madrid for a few days. And I brought my camera along to capture photos of my uh, friends, my classmates. It was a, it was a class trip. Uh, photos of the architecture over there, because that's you know by far the most beautiful part of both of those cities, is the the old and rustic architecture, and it helped me to to really expand my horizons from there. It was really really cool. And at this point, I was definitely getting more serious with photography. I was I was learning a lot more. I was finally starting to shoot with some more manual controls. Uh, I was I was not just dipping my toe in the water, but I was really starting to step in. It was really cool. So as I was doing more research on um, you know newer gear to get, because I knew that, that what I had at the time, that, that same entry-level Nikon, I knew that down the road it, it wouldn't cut it anymore and that I would want to upgrade. So after uh, a trip to Best Buy one afternoon, I found another Nikon that I was really interested in. And um, in August of uh, 2016, I believe, I uh, I bought that camera. So that one was a Nikon D7200, which is another crop body that they offered, but it was much more advanced in what it could do. I was really excited about like its HDR capability, specifically, you know, the fact that it had like a little light up screen on the top of it where I could read my shutter speed and aperture and all that. But, you know, beyond that, I, I didn't know a whole lot. And so I would have that camera for another year and a half or so. What I uh, started doing, pretty soon after getting that camera was experimenting more with different kinds of long exposure photography. So I just heard of what a, a neutral density filter was, which for those of you who don't know, is a, a filter that basically limits the amount of light that can come into a lens. And it allows you to do long exposure shots when um, it's too bright out. It's like doing waterfall photos during the day or stuff like that. It just helps you to get long exposure things when uh, the light is too heavy. So, I'd gotten a fairly cheap one uh, from Best Buy. And uh, during a a little trip, like a little weekend trip that we took to Colorado, I found uh, a waterfall and I tried it out with that. You know, putting this ND filter on and then getting that silky, smooth looking uh, water going around these rocks. And that was really exciting. That was the first time that I had ever tried any kind of long exposure beside doing uh, night sky stuff, because of course I'd never been able to do anything during the day before. And so that was definitely some new territory. But the biggest new territory that I had stepped into at that time was actually editing. So, and I'm ashamed to admit this, on or for about the first two years or so of having that camera, uh, or doing photography in general, the way I would edit photos and I you can't see me, but'm I'm, I'm air quoting the word edit is I would use the, the app Visco or Vsco, which is kind of just a, a more Tumblr, sort of bougie sort of Instagram app, if you will. Uh, but they do have some editing controls built in where if you import photos, you can mess with your highlights, your shadows, your saturation, your sharpness, your clarity, all the all the main sliders most of us are used to. And so I was editing every single photo through that app. And editing is is one way to put it. I would throw it in there and just mess with some stuff just to see how I can make it look and then take it back out. But at no point was I ever really taking the time to really sit down and get the light and the color how I wanted it to. So, I had heard about Adobe Lightroom before and of course I had heard of Photoshop, um, but I I didn't know what each were capable of. So on my iPad that I had at the time, I bought, or I didn't buy it, but I got the uh, Lightroom mobile app And I think I was actually paying for a a Lightroom subscription. I just wasn't fully using it yet. And on that um, same Colorado trip, I started messing with the photos I was taking, but in Lightroom and actually messing with all of the the HSL sliders and their more advanced uh, light and color sliders other than that and seeing what I could do with photos that way. And immediately I was blown away with the quality that I was getting uh, compared to how it looked before. And uh, from that moment on is when I really started to actually edit and I started practicing with that a lot more and thankfully that's a skill that i picked up pretty quickly Um, not too long after that i I felt like a pretty intermediate to advanced editor with just how much i was practicing with it which was nice i I felt like i got a nice jump start with things so this would lead me into i believe my senior year of high school and throughout that year i would definitely get more and more into photography you know during uh, the art class that i took that year as opposed to previous years I focused much, much more on doing photography work than anything else. You know, before that, I would try uh, some painting, I would try some woodwork and then sculpture stuff. None of it really piqued my interest. But in this last year, I did almost exclusively photography and seeing what sort of creative things I could do with that, which was really cool. You know, delving into this thing not only in my personal life but also doing it more on the academic side was uh, it was a new step and it was kind of cool to immerse myself a little bit more as the spring approached. In, uh, in my senior year I had found this local gallery in uh, the downtown of Albuquerque in our uh, in our little old town plaza and one afternoon as I was just strolling around there and it just happened upon that gallery I went in and I noticed that there were uh, a couple artists in there who were landscape photographers and I saw their work and I was like, wow this is really really cool and it gave me the the vision and the idea of, what if i had my work in a gallery you know that's i think that uh, at, at some point every photographer would love to have their stuff shown like that so i grabbed the card of um uh, the main photographer that i saw in there and i uh, shot him an email i said hey you know i visited the gallery I, I really loved your work you know i personally would love to to start doing stuff like this you know could we have a, a meeting where you could kind of teach me some stuff and thankfully he actually said yes and he um he, he agreed to meet with me so one morning, I went down to the gallery where he was uh, volunteering at, and we chatted for a good hour or so, and he gave me some some rough pointers as to um, you know what things I, I could expect and what things I would do if I really did want to go down this road, but the biggest resource that he gave me was pointing me toward a, a large local camera club that was um, in town in Albuquerque. So their name is the Enchanted Lens Camera Club, and they've been around since, I believe, the late 1950s, definitely at least the 1960s. And, uh, as it stands right now and, and right then they have about 300 members or so. And I, I, of course, I never heard of them, but, um, I decided to join and it felt really cool. Cause now I was like, you know, starting to get much more serious about photography. I was joining a, I was joining a club like that. That's a big deal. Um, and so for the next couple meetings they would have, I would learn some really interesting stuff, like, you know, hearing from this one guy who, uh, actually knew Ansel Adams and, and talked a little bit about his style. To going to some of their their critiques, where members would submit photos and and everybody would kind of judge them and, and and rank them, which was cool. Doing a more casual version of that, it was really it was a cool step, you know, because now I was getting much more serious and I was with much more like-minded people. Um, after a couple months of just being a, a regular member there, I actually became part of the. The board. I became the the membership chairperson, where I would handle uh, just member relations, basically for the whole club. Um, but I was actually on the board for everything, so I got much more invested in in getting to know everybody there, um, learning from the you know the more seasoned veterans that were part of the club. And it really helped amp up my, my style. It really helped me to get much more serious about what I was doing. So I would do that for a, a couple more months through the winter of 2017, um, you know, after graduating from high school and then into uh, winter of that year. Now, between then, um, I did have some really, really cool experiences, the biggest of which would be in the during that summer getting to take a trip out to california to do a workshop with uh my at the time my my most idle photographer uh chris burkhardt who's a Very very well known and renowned uh, travel and landscape photographer who has a very very natural style And I really liked that at the time and so for I think it was three days I got to hang out at his gallery in central, California And I get to learn feels like everything from him and we even got to go on some shoots uh, with him And I the the notes that I took during that uh, that workshop I still go back to in reference to this day because it was such such good info But between getting to meet all the people that I did there, I think I had like 14 or 15 really, really talented classmates, and then getting to meet Chris himself and uh, seeing his work and actually getting him to look at my work and critique it a little bit, that was a really, really good stepping stone, and that is kind of one of the first building blocks That went along in me deciding that, you know what, this might be a professional route that I want to go down. This might be a serious route that I want to go down, you know, because everything that I had seen from him and had heard from him was just super exciting to me and really, really interesting. And, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but it was definitely an integral part in, in where I'm at now event. So for the next few months I would just piddle around with the camera a little bit more. I had started college in uh, August of that year and so photography had taken kind of a backseat as I was you know, getting used to that. But in um, March of the next year, I would take a uh, pretty exciting plunge into, into some new stuff. So thanks to the club that I was still a part of and one of the members that was in it, um, I was able to purchase my first mirrorless Sony camera, which was the Sony a7R II. At the time, this was the same camera that Chris Burkard was using. And so I had heard a whole lot about it, both from when I did my workshop with him and then just uh, other stuff on Instagram. And so having the opportunity to both check one out and actually buy it was huge for me and it it was really i'm still very very thankful that i had that opportunity so once i got that camera i only had one lens for a little while and it was this uh really really super wide crop lens I, i still wasn't fully you know aware of of what i was doing i didn't fully know what i was talking about still so the lens that i got just wasn't a perfect fit for it but i digress Um, But I had this one lens for a little while and, uh, you know, I enjoyed the camera. I really did. It was much, much more advanced than the two Nikons I had had. You know, those were crop-censored, more entry-level, easier DSLRs, and this was a much more advanced professional-level camera, which was both pretty daunting, but at the same time, like, really, really, really exciting. And so as time went on, as I spent more time with the club, as I experimented more with this camera, like I said, this idea of developing an actual career with photography kept building more and more and more. You know, so I would put more work into uh, a Facebook page, put a little bit more work into my Instagram, into my website, and I would start pushing uh, like print sales a little bit Or At the time I was doing a little bit more portrait work. And so I would push my portrait services a little more than uh, than normal, you know, trying to get some business, trying to get my name out there. And you know, it, it really did end up making a difference. So I got that camera in March of 2018, which was, uh, you know, the second semester I uh, was doing in college. Then in my uh, fall semester of that same year, because I was I was starting to think much more seriously about photography, I actually decided to take a photography class at the university. I was at the, the University of New Mexico. And so I did one semester of this class. I got to meet some really cool people there, and I definitely learned some new things. But it, def- it the biggest thing that it did for me was lay the groundwork and kind of lay that base layer of, of me being serious with uh, photography and, and just committing to it a little bit more, which was definitely necessary. And it helped me in ways that I I wouldn't realize until the next year. So in... My fourth semester, the, the spring of 2019, I was uh, still going to school. At the time, my major was uh, computer science because that's what I was I was interested in. But I was getting more interested in photography than anything else. And you know, I had always had a pretty good interest in photography, but it had always taken either uh, a passenger seat or a back seat to whatever else I was doing. I hadn't made it the forefront of what was interesting to me. And I'm not sure really what flipped, but I just I grew this unquenchable passion to go take photos. And so there would be many, many mornings in that year where I would skip out on a on a morning class that I had, whether it was something simple like uh, gym or yoga or even sometimes uh, a math class, because I wanted to go take photos so badly, or I wanted to do something with photography so badly, and I could not... I could not not do it. And so as it started going on and as that semester progressed, I started to get much, much more. I, I'm hesitant to use the word depressed, but it, it put me in a fairly down state. Not being able to always do what I'm passionate about, having to put this other work into my Calculus 2 class or my computer science class or uh you know, it's so my anthropology class, these things that I'm not passionate about, it was really, really, really starting to wear on me. And I noticed that every bit of free time that I had, I was putting toward photography. And that kind of showed me, hey, this is what you're, you're really into, and I think you need to, to decide what you need to do here. And thankfully, the decision wasn't too hard. In the, b- between the fall semester of 2018 and the spring semester of 2019, I had actually lost my scholarship to the university. It's a it's a whole ordeal that that's for another time. I was no longer obligated to to stay at school. You know, prior prior to losing that, the main reason I was really staying was, you know, I got a really really nice scholarship. It would be silly of me to not fully go through with this and get my degree if I'm basically paying nothing. But in my spring semester, once I once I lost that scholarship, there wasn't really anything holding me to school. You know. So after a lot of conversations with uh, with my parents and grandparents, I, I made the decision to uh, to leave school. At the time, it was just going to be a, a gap year. You know, I was going to take the the fall off, and at the time, I, I had a I had a job. I was working at a Chipotle, and so I was going to take the next year off, focused on just working, saving some money, um, and then just focusing on photography so much more and that is honestly one of the greatest decisions i have ever ever made so the following summer summer of 2019 i um would be lucky enough to start meeting a lot of really talented local shooters here in uh, mainly in albuquerque but also in just the surrounding areas and those people that i've i've met and i'm fantastic friends with now are sort of the backbone of where I'm at now. They, they've they really pushed me to get to this next level, which is really cool. And over the next year, a lot, a lot, a lot of growing has happened. Later in that year, I would uh, end a relationship that I had been in in a pretty long time, and I had uh, a lot of time to really focus on myself and to really grow both who i was figure out what i was really interested in and just compound upon that and and refine who i thought i wanted to be which is really exciting also around then i started doing not only photography but thanks to one of the people that i i've met his name's uh ian beckley one of my best friends now he showed me how to do um, time lapses with photos, and that has become one of my favorite things to do now. I had always thought, when you do a time lapse, you just regularly record a video, and then you speed it up afterwards, which you technically can still do. But he showed me the, the quality that you can get by doing it as a sort of photography-centered art form, and... It was it was so new you know it was one of those new things that i got excited about and curious about and so now ever since then they've become a, a much larger part of what i like to do which is uh re- really really cool so like i said after i uh left school for that year and i started my gap year and then after that uh, relationship ended i had a lot of time to to focus on me what i'm interested in and to kind of be spontaneous with things you know i wasn't really obligated to anything for the first time in a long time which was exciting so I would take uh, you know my first trip down to White Sands National Park in southern New Mexico with some friends I would later go down there uh, alone which I had never you know thought of even doing before um, I would go to Moab Utah with uh, with some of those friends I would, go to another part of southern New Mexico, I'd go to Colorado by myself. So I started taking all of these really, really cool trips and all these really interesting adventures. And this was only a few months ago. And I noticed that, you know, between trying out all these different places and really honing my skills, that, you know, the quality of of my work has also really gone up, which is really, I know I've said this a lot during this podcast episode, but it's really exciting, you know, seeing that, uh, that progression between what i was producing even early last year or before that compared to now is really really interesting and it's inspiring you know it it shows me that I'm on the right path also in this time I've you know the last time I talked about editing was back in 2016 when I started my editing techniques have way, way, way improved, you know, and I've become much more of a more than a hobbyist. And I, I've, I just feel a lot more confident with my with my skills compared to how I did before, which is really cool. So the plan with the gap year was to go back to school um, in the fall of 2020, which would be, you know, basically right now. But during my gap year, I had actually spoken to a, a local photographer who's been doing it professionally for 20, maybe 30 years now because I wanted his insight on both the industry, the the viability of a career like that, and I just wanted some sort of, you know, insider info. And one thing that he told me, and I'm still very, very thankful that I had this meeting with him, was that even though, yes, you know, photography, if, you're, if I'm that passionate about it, is absolutely the way to go, there may be times where it's not the best best road to take you know and and getting a different career at least for a partial amount of time would be a, a smarter option. So he suggested the idea of go back to school, get a very simple degree, just get a degree so that you can have a nicer job and get some money and this you won't have to rely on this career so heavily. And for a while, that was going to be my plan. I was going to go back to school, get a a degree in probably business management, you know, something easier, very applicable, um, and, and it would make a decent amount of money. And then I would do that kind of job and just focus on photography as much as I could on the side. And then once it became successful enough, fully transfer over to it. But in the early months of this year, as I was racking my brain with this sort of decision, I came to the conclusion that that's just not what I wanted to do. I'm somebody who, when I'm passionate about something, I want to put 120% of my effort into it. And I know that if I was both going to school, which had made me incredibly unhappy the the year prior and had had sent me to a pretty low point, um, I, I knew that going back to that and then getting a career in a field that I knew I wasn't incredibly passionate about would be more detrimental to me than not doing it. So, I made the command decision that I'm fully just going to leave the idea of school and I'm not going to go back. Hopefully, ever, which was kind of a, a difficult decision for for a couple of reasons. I have a fairly academic family. My uh, two of my grandparents are college professors, and they they've always you know taught me to to really strive for excellence. And so I've always had this. Notion in my head that if you don't, you know, get a high school degree and then get a college degree and then get a a good, good, hardy job, that you're kind of a, a failure in life. I was sort of raised to think that way, not on, not on purpose, but that's just how, when I was growing up, that's just what I learned, both uh, just from from experience and from what I heard from other people. When I when I made this decision to to fully leave school, I felt kind of kind of disappointed in myself. But as the months have gone on since I made this this decision. <laughs> I've been very, very thankful that I've done so. So that's where I'm at now. You know, right now I'm, I'm recording this in the in the middle of August, and I'm still in the throes of, of figuring out exactly where I want to go. I have a pretty good idea, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. Um, but that's, that's where I'm sitting. You know, not too long ago, only a couple months ago, I made this decision. I don't want to go back to school. I want to fully focus on photography full time. Um, I want my career to be landscape photography. And I've been putting as much work as possible, as much effort as possible, into making that a reality. So, if you're listening to this, as you probably already know, I recently launched a, a brand new website with a brand new brand, um, where I, I have you know new prints, and I, I'm expanding my my brand as a whole, which. It's a step I had wanted to take for a long time, but I had never fully made the plunge until I made this decision that, you know what, this is going to be my career and I need to really do something about it. So looking toward the future, where I think that I really want to go is I, sort of as a blanket statement, just really want to teach people. That's my second real passion in, in life, is getting to teach people about things that I'm passionate about. In fact, one of the career options i had thought about while i was at college was actually going into like high school math education and becoming a, a math teacher i've always been a, a numbers person i've always enjoyed math to to many people's surprise <laughs> and that helped me discover that hey i like teaching people and that might be something that i can apply when it comes to photography when it comes to photos. so as as time goes on in the future i really want to put more of an emphasis on on doing things like workshops, whether it's you know uh, a live stream sort of thing where I, I teach folks there, or uh, you know a video package purchasable on my website, or ideally, you know, I don't know how things will work with this uh, the virus that's currently still going on, but getting to do in-person adventure workshops and hosting them in, in different parts of the country or maybe even the world is the biggest end goal for me. Getting to do that is going to be. So, so, so cool when it happens. You know, also getting to teach people with uh, tutorials over on like my YouTube page, a little bit on my Instagram. Um, Also, maybe in person is something really exciting. And then just getting to share my work, whether that's just sending out a, a digital version onto the Internet or actually getting to show people prince of my work is is really where i want to go i i really hope that this this career pans out in the future it's it's still a, a long shot dream and and most dreams like this are i know that with with enough work and with enough effort with enough passion and what i'm in what i'm interested in that you know it anything can really be possible and i know that sounds cliche but i i truly do believe that so that's the story of how i got here you know it's been six years in the making of you know from getting a just a cell phone on a family trip and taking some interesting photos that my friends liked to, to starting to get actual cameras and figuring out my my niche of what I'm interested in and finding out that other people really enjoy my work to figuring out that you know what this is this is what I want to do the rest of my life and this is what I'm really passionate about. It's been a road I never would have imagined I would have gone down. You know, I uh, I actually wrote a book in the beginning of last year in 2019. It's called Beginning, and you can find it on my website. And in the very beginning of it, I talk about how I'm one of the least artistic people that I've ever met. When I mention that I'm a math person, it's because I think in a very technical way. I am not a very good creative thinker. And so when it came to art, whether it was art class or just doing stuff of my own, it was very hard for me to come up with and create anything. You know, and, and just any kind of art form was always very difficult for me. So if you had told me, you know, seven, eight years ago that, hey, you know, down the road near 2021, you're going to be a semi-professional photographer, I would have said you were, you know, full of it. There's, there's no way I'm going to go down that road. But, <laughs> you know, here I am, you know, expect the unexpected, I guess. But I couldn't be more thankful for, for where I'm at, who I've met the the experiences that I've had on this road so far it's all as I've said many many times already it's very very exciting so I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble about my story from you know beginning to to where I'm at now and then looking toward the future if any of you are in a similar boat and you're, you're you're wanting to do something that you're passionate about but you just either haven't found the motivation or you're scared to take that jump take it from me and I'm not all the way there yet but just take it from me as someone who has taken that plunge to an extent following your gut following your passion and what strikes you in life is one of the best decisions that you can make if you if you can of course you know there are going to be other factors that at play of course but if you can take that jump and really really go after what you're passionate about even though there may be some discomfort along the way it is 125 percent worth it and it's it's been the most liberating and exciting part of my life. If you'd like to see more from me, like I said at the beginning, you can follow me over on Instagram at Media. Again, that's M-C-M-A-I-N-S Media. Um, YouTube and Facebook are the exact same thing, or visit my website, McMainsMedia.com. Hopefully I'll be doing these podcasts somewhat regularly, but it's not something I'm going to really hold myself to. <laughs> I just I want it to be, a, a, like I said earlier, a very chill and and relaxed podcast. Um, sort of area I don't I don't want put I don't want to put pressure on it I just want it to be one of these places where I can vent and talk about what I'm passionate about and I really appreciate y'all listening so that'll be it for this first episode of my podcast I really do hope you enjoyed and I will see you guys in the next one have a great day everybody